5, 4, 3, 2, 1, what's up Tech? welcome to THG Weekly, check out my podcast on my website at tntweekly.com, you can find it also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, sitting here in Williams Restaurant in downtown Alliston with the well-known, renowned restaurateur, Sandra Lambie. Sandra, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Great, great. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome, very welcome. Um, for, you know, the listeners that don't know you in this community, uh, from what I understand, you're very well known. Uh, you know, give us an update sort of on, you know, how you got here uh, to the point of being uh, a restaurateur in downtown. Sort of what was your journey uh, here in this community? Well, I was born here in 1963 at Stevenson Memorial Hospital. And my parents are William and um, Madeline Skelton. They have eight children. And um, I was the third youngest. Sheila and I are the third youngest. Mm -hmm. And we just grew up on William Street. So William, William, oh. my grandson's William, so we are in Williams. Oh, there you go. There that you is go. the reason for the restaurant name. Yeah. Awesome. And so uh, we grew up here and uh, I went to Banting Memorial. I went to Georgian College. I took resort and hotel operation. I worked at Loretto Inn for 20 years. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lisa was telling me with Anna. And, was it Anna? And, no, and it Kit? was with the Dito family. The oh, Dito's okay. had it for 40 years. Okay. So I, Butch was my boss, mm -hmm. and I worked with Dave Weber. He's a very well known bartender way back then. Mm -hmm. And it was like an iconic place that uh, everybody went to. Like we would be packed every single weekend with lineups out the door. And so then they sold it to Kit and Anna, mm -hmm. and then we were. Um, not rehired. I was too old. Oh. Oh. And so then. Well, you look amazing. <laughs> oh, thank so. you. And so uh, my boyfriend and I at the time bought CW Coops, so 10 years ago. And so I didn't really know anything about owning a restaurant. I managed a restaurant. And so that was a real learning curve because I thought, oh, I'm going to own a restaurant, be open from three to nine. And have the rest of my life, but yeah. no, it no. didn't work out that way. Yeah. I've worked up to a hundred hours a week yeah. at, uh, coop, at the coop. So he, my boyfriend, Eric left after four years. And then I was alone there for almost two years. And that's when I was working all the hours until I found somebody that was able to help me. Mm -hmm. Other than my staff, it was more kitchen work. Kitchen staff was very hard to find. Right, right. And then four years ago, uh, I changed the name from CW Coops to The Coop, and it just gave uh, new energy to the whole place. It was like opening a new restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then uh, January, I redecorated and just did a little um, In 2020, up. recently? Yeah, yeah 2020. Yeah. Like new lighting, new tables, yeah. new things. And the, uh, the whole place is... Yes, yes, yes. So it's yes. kind of funky because yeah. I have bowling alley tabletop, bowling alley floor tabletops, and mm -hmm. all my lighting I get local at Moco Homes. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided to open this restaurant, it was like uh, I was just doing my paperwork at 
It's okay. We're in the restaurant. It's all good. <laughs> I was doing my paperwork, and my landlord wanted me to sign a lease, and I didn't want to sign a lease because the air conditioning was, it's always been funky. It's yeah. never enough. Right. And it's super hot in there. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to buy a building. I'm just going to buy the tunnel building. And so then I called my real estate agent, and I said I want to buy the tunnel. And then she got back to me and said, oh, he's changed his mind. And so then I ca called Jamie Bowen myself, and I said I want to buy the building. And he said, how much, you know, yeah. we find the financing, yeah. and I will sell it to you. So that was on a long weekend, uh, the August long weekend, and I s got the financing within three days, and I said, called him, and I said, I have the financing. So the, it closed from the long weekend in August to the long weekend in September. So it took 30 days to close it, which was unheard of in commercial because it For was sure. just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, the race room. And then I um, started to get uh, drawings and architects and permits. So I got my permits after from September 4th when I owned, took possession and then till May 17th it took me to get my permits. But in March of 2019 I started the rentals like downstairs and everything. So yeah. and I heard, and I heard um, like I, I knew that I had heard in town that the owner of CW's purchased this yeah. this building downtown, and I heard something on you know sort of rooftop presence. Uh, CW's was moving over, we, or Coops uh, was moving over. Initially, or, I was going to move Coops to here. Yes, and uh, then I thought like three four hours. Asked for a lease. I said I want to sign a lease, and I could sell the business. Yeah. And they said, no, they want to put apartments up top. So that's fine. And then I thought, well, why am I, why am I closing this business? This is nuts yeah, on my part. Yeah, apartments up top and everything, right? Yeah, so I need to keep coops. And so then I thought, well, I'm going to open this. I'm yeah. going to open a casual fine dining because Allison doesn't really have one because Bistro 7 left. And that was your vision for this? Yeah. How it convert. Yeah. That's awesome, awesome. And so then um, from May until September, we did the reno. And... Honest to God, it was the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. It's not fun. No, it was the worst. Were you acting as the GC? Yeah. Did you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was. And so. <laughs> welcome. New yes. hats for you, I guess. <laughs> so that was a nightmare. Uh, literally, like, we had to dig up the base. We already had the plumbing and everything in the basement. We had the town came in and said, you can't do this. You have to lower the floor because of the HVAC. Yeah. We had to dig out everything that we had already done, dig the basement down a foot, re-pour the floor, mm -hmm. and then it was just piecing it all together, like what do I know? I don't know, like you, you have to have this first and this first and this first, but I had great contractors, so I had um, people who basically told me what to do. Yeah, understood right? the they industry understood, whatever, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so I had the two guys that were here initially for tear out, and then I got the everybody else to do the finish work. Yeah, it's a lot like babysitting. that. You know, with the trades, yeah. especially with the trades, uh, you know, I had found, uh, you know, if there's not good leadership and, and existing relationships with trades, they seem to come in and and blame the trade that just yes, left. They all do that. You know, and ah, then, yeah. oh, I was going to do this, and but the drawing said yes, but the guy who left, look what he did, 
and I can't do the work now, and I'm gonna have to charge you more, and so on and so forth, right? It just, exactly. Yeah, it gets really, really nerve-wracking. So, interesting journey that way into opening. Now, here you go, you've got the Coops model, uh, rolling into 2020 with Williams, uh, getting some traction, and all of a sudden, COVID, COVID. starts happening. Now there was a period of time where I, I think my, you know, myself like everyone, oh, it'll fly over, right? right. Yeah, it, it's it's ah, very temporary, right? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't temporary. We know, yeah. right? We've had to evolve. What were sort of your steps and mindset? And you know, I, I, I listen. I from time to time get up in the morning, and I don't want to get up. Going, I don't know what tomorrow is going to be. Yeah, I, the, this bit of anxiety of the unknown of tomorrow, and I try to focus on today because that's all I got. Great family, my wife and child and daughters and and uh, great partners, etc. I I keep it positive. Right. But there are days I go, man, oh man, I just I just want to wander the streets and hang it up. I don't know. Yeah. Right. It's just like every day. Yeah. So I can't imagine what you're going through, Sandra, or what you went through, you know, the acquisition of this building, the, uh, the buildup of your vision for Williams. You're rolling along, working 150 hours a week. <laughs> All of a sudden, COVID comes in. And, you know, how did you keep it together? Maybe tell us what you had to go through mentally, physically. While you saw the shutdown occurring and then thinking in your mind, my staff, my inventory, mm -hmm. my, my rent, my bills, how, you know, you just amaze me. How did you keep it together? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of wine. I said, no, oh, I only have one glass a day, <laughs> no. but um, a lot of uh, self-talk, really. So I don't know where I get my motivation from because, honest to God, it, there's many days that I've not wanted to do this, that I've wanted to say, just say, I, I've wanted whatever, to, I, just, wait, to just say, can we say that word? Yeah. Just fuck say it. Fuck just it. Fuck I it. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 fuck I, it. I'm going to close my doors. I'm going to take the summer off. I'm going to do this, do that, but I can't yeah. because I have to stay relevant and I have to keep my staff employed because I have to have staff when I, when we're allowed to reopen. Yeah. And so the way I looked at it also was when you're on the airplane, the oxygen mask comes down, you take it first and then you help everybody else. So I have to take care of Coops and Williams fundamentally to make sure that we're still standing here after everything's said and done. And so I applied for all the corporate uh, help. I got the two loans. I have the 75% to pay my staff. Um, if I didn't have the 75% here at Williams, uh, we wouldn't be here because our sales are down 90%. Over there, we're down 50%. And so basically going into this in March, half of my bank accounts at that time, because you're coming out of winter, yeah. was my HST. So I still owe my HST. Mm -hmm. And then I am... Four hundred thousand dollars in debt here, oh my which I had to assume myself. Yes. So I have to pay that off. But to get up every day, just go. Like I ride my, I can go out 
in the countryside and ride my bike for two hours and then I think and that's like that's where I get what am I going to do next what am I going to do next how am I going to do this mm-hmm. and I bounce everything off my twin sister mm-hmm. so yeah you're quite a warrior it's really amazing and yeah. and and you know how how strong I would imagine Coop's probably had that but I guess as COVID and you realized the shutdown obviously I, I would think in your in, in being in the restaurant business the first thing that you would try to trigger or, or, or monopolize on to the best of your ability is takeout yep you already had I, I would imagine some element of takeout with your wings yes, business right but t- changing to uh, from a sit-down restaurant to a takeout restaurant totally different right a hundred percent it took us probably six weeks like and the support from the community was tremendous mm-hmm. our phones never stopped ringing uh, it was overwhelming and so then just to put food into packages and put them in bags alone was we have to we now on Friday nights we have a packager a bagger and a packager just to do that yeah, you don't think of those things you right? don't think yeah. of that like my kitchen counter is eight feet long so that's where we prep the food package the food and our kitchen's tiny like you're sitting in what the yeah. size of our kitchen is. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was uh, a lot. Gives you a whole, probably a whole more respect for a, for a fast food rollout franchise. Yeah. Like, like how they have to have their operations in their kitchen and roll things. Yeah. It's a totally different system, right? Totally different system. With that in check and understanding that, you know, what, what brought you to this beautiful concept that you have going on now this market this market feeling of, well, of bringing local foods vegetables meats um you know it's got a, a beautiful health conscious country feel of of, of support yeah. in your community it's almost yeah, i mean we have so much of it here it's 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 amazing how you ta- yeah it's amazing how you've tapped into that and here you are, converted Williams, the, the fine dining into a market, and you're getting a lot of traction. And, but the concept is just amazing. Everything from artifacts and crafts, mm-hmm. from locals, um, it's really beautiful what you put together. What did that happen on one of these bike rides, or <laughs> or uh, that uh, happened? Well, I've always been a local. I've always supported mm-hmm. local. I will. I'll go to a mall to look at for something, and I'll say, I'm just going to go to somewhere in Alliston because Mm. it's as I get older I have less patience to walk into a department store Mm -hmm. I just need I need four items to choose from and so you find it down here so when we built when I built this Williams everything in here is from local yeah local I had local contractors everything was local like the countertops the bar was Custom built by one of our local mm-hmm. um, carpenters, mm-hmm. and he did it for free for me. And then he left town to retire. So wow, wow! Every, that says a lot about you. Says a lot about you, Sandra. Says a lot about you. It says a lot. So everything in here, like Moco yeah. Homes, did the lights. They did the chairs. Mm-hmm. I all the tables were made out of barn board from the coop that yep. were on the walls. And so I had a local, um, my customer. He built all the tables. So I don't know, it's ingrained, and I think I think that uh, our vision for the future after COVID is that our world is smaller, 
and we see that in the news all the time where all yeah. our um, supplies are made in China or overseas and we don't have any. So yeah. now everybody in Canada has turned around to manufacture all these, all the supplies. And so it has to be that in this community, you have to support everybody who does something because if you don't, the community is going to be gone. Oh, totally. And you know, with, with what you've done here, you know, and I think, you know, on, 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 and before coming in to speak with you and you just opened up my eyes on several areas of, of, of services in town, but it's almost like when I look at, you know, the large brick and mortars of Zares mm-hmm. and food basics, I'm, I'm, you know, that I almost think to myself that that's a capitalistic view on how to get food. Right. Right. It's not really where we came from as as humans and where we obtained our food. I mean, your concept of going to the local mm-hmm. and and bringing that together with fresh foods in support of that community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if that's represented even at a larger scale, could almost really be good source for for this community on fresh foods and yeah. and everything else they meet and supporting local businesses now i do understand that you know the, the zares and the big boys they have to scale and they have to get their pricing in check um but it's almost an archaic view of of where we do get our food when it is yeah when you can bring it all together in a community like we have a new tech that has everything around mm-hmm. right with its suppliers so um, do you see post-COVID continuing to include this 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 market model? Is is this a passion of yours, or do you feel obviously we don't know what's going? Yeah, the outcome is going to be. But do you see your restaurant and this market working in parallel with each I other think now? So. I think we're going to. Well, this area here is now our baking area. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to flip everything from the front to the back and then have the seating there. For It's not going to be, I think we're probably going to change the concept a bit because uh, we bought pizza ovens and we do pizza. Uh, we, it took us a while to find out what to do here for takeout, what yeah. people really wanted. And I don't think it was going to be a tenderloin for $40 or a rocket lamb. Yeah. Or, I don't think it was going to be that. So we started pizzas and then we have a lunch menu now and then we're going to develop the patio menu. Mm-hmm. But when we reopen, it's not going to be casual fine dining, I don't think. It's going to be, uh, it's still going to have the same space, of course, and it's still going to be beautiful, yeah. but it's going to be more affordable for mm-hmm. people because mm-hmm. I, I think incomes are going to be able to sustain a lot of disposable income for eating out. Yeah, I, I think the it's definitely the employment picture is yeah. going to change out there, and um, you know the town's laid off a lot. Of, it's just it's happening everywhere, right? Yeah, you know it's unemployment. Um, that's the fan in the background. Okay, just a little fan that came on. So when you hear that in the background, that's what it is. I'll try to edit that out during my editing. Um, with the announcement now. With the provincial, with our patios opening up, I mean, uh, a bit of sparkle in your eye mm-hmm. with that, uh, I can see. Um, can you tell our listeners sort of the patio uh, scenario for both Coops and, and Williams and what you're planning? Well, Coops doesn't have a patio, and I was actually thinking about putting tables outside, but 
I don't know about it's the insurance thing. So if I have to get extra insurance or if I have to, and I have to get permission from my landlord there. But here at Williams, we have enough seating for 24. Mm -hmm. That'll be the proper social distancing. And then I was thinking about doing the front with the town, but I don't think, I don't know what I'm going to do there because I still don't know about my insurance. Yeah. Well, I saw your, you, you showed me your back, uh, everybody. She's got a beautiful layout in the back of the building I did not even know existed. Yeah. Concrete, pad, slab to support, uh, how many seating back? In 24. 24 in the back. Obviously, yeah. uh, she's going to be focused on the distancing aspect of, of who you can have. And you had mentioned a bit earlier before we started, you know, it might be appointment only or booking. Yeah, out. reservation. Yeah. Is that how you're planning it? I think so. And it will be timed because we have to get people in and out, in and out, in and out to make as much money as possible. Yes, yes, to, for sure. Yeah. Uh, like on off-peak times, it might be. Um, you're gonna have a to, you're gonna have a tough time yeah. getting my ass off a seat. You, <laughs> if you're well, open on a sunny afternoon with your patio serving beer, you're gonna give me a time limit. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I understand. But like what on off-peak dinner times, off-peak dinner times, like yeah. say between two and five sit up there and, and as long as you'd like but but I didn't dinner, I, I didn't think of that your turnover you know your you're, yeah you're, you're gonna have to watch your seating capacity yeah and at the same time you have to turn over yes man oh man oh man there, you you have challenges yeah. everywhere you turn yeah and so uh, people I think are gonna understand that yeah but say if you're here at eight and you have the last seating or 8.30 and then you can stay, yeah, right? right to the end. Right yeah, the no, end, I, man, what a challenge. You're so right on that. But it was like that all the time in here because we only had 40 seats. Right. And so on a Friday night to get people in and out, in and out, in and out, we would reserve for an hour and a half. And if they needed longer, like two hours, we would give them the two hours. But at the same time, it was reservation after reservation after reservation after reservation. And the people were lingering and then the next seating came in, it was a little bit difficult to say, hey, yeah, hey, it's time to go, time to or, go you because know, you don't yeah. want to be rude. Yeah. But at the same time, you need to get the people yeah. in because you need to pay the bills. Yeah, you have to turn it over. Yeah, um, yeah it just brings me in, in, in thought on this time and, and booking thing and, and what the gyms are going to do. Like, I'm a member over at Good Life, yeah. and, and I'm really looking forward to get back to the gym and I'm getting notices on, you know, how they're going to structure the reopening and it's leaning towards, you know, booking. And an hour. Uh, yeah. And I and it's limited to, I think, an hour because yeah. they were saying that they're going to have sort of one hourly clean sweeps yes. by their staff. And I'm saying to myself, does that only give me an hour to work out yeah. or... So all of a sudden, here's a 24-7 model that I joined because it was 24-7, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure everybody's thinking the same thing. And sometimes it's very hard to book in advance. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, some days. And how do you feel? Like, what if you don't want to go work out? Exactly, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, what, and what are they going to do if you want to go at 4 in the morning? You know, or 4.30 in the morning. Well, is it staffed? 4.30 in the morning. Well, no, but is it staffed? I mean, <laughs> or, or exactly. So I, I think that that model, too, everybody's going to have to adapt. It's gonna Everything. Be, it's going to well, be Well, I just moved my office into my laundry room, and I'm putting a gym in my basement. So yeah, I'm I not think deal with it. I was lucky to find, I I just thought of, I thought the, the period would not go as long, so I bought a kettlebell. Yeah, one. One. And I said, okay, I'll use the kettlebell. And then I knew that 
okay, this is going to be a long time. And then like a week later, there was no kettlebells anywhere in the world. (laughs) They they were like all gone. Kettlebells, dumbbells, anything with fitness equipment for the home, it was gone. It it was nowhere to be found, right? So I think I might do the same as well, some bull flex in the basement or something like that, right? Um, Is... um, I understand the BIA has a market every Saturday yeah. and everything. And have they been uh, in touch with you or supportive in in the sense of your uh, market um, scenario? And, um, and not really. No. No. Um, I don't know if I was supposed to be in touch with them or not. I'm just I just go through like. We just had to, as soon as I heard the farmer's market was going to be open, that, I was really excited about that yeah. because I'm just across the road and then yeah. that would bring lots of people down here. But but I think that what a cool idea would be is to close down the street from Paris to, from Paris to the market and have all the merchants outside and then totally. you have enough people going back and forth with just social distancing and, and mingling and mingling and everybody can... Uh, partake. Yeah, I don't know if that would ever happen. I don't know who, I like how that. they do I like that. that. Idea. They got, they got I think do, it'd be a great idea. They got to do something with Potato Fest gone. Yeah, in that era. It's and something just to, to celebrate. Just to, and it's something to do every morning. Like the vibe down here when we're open, and my and my sister works the barbecue, and then we have coffee pouring, and uh, people are grabbing sandwiches and sitting on the park bench, but. It's cool. Yeah, it's getting the vibe going. Yeah, it's cool, and, and people are chatting, and they haven't seen anybody, and and life is back. Yeah, and you feel like you're alive, like yeah. because the, we all know why we're doing this for COVID, but at the same time, it strips away any joy that you've had mm-hmm. in in life. Yeah, and that's the whole thing about having restaurants is that you bring joy to people. They're they're there for celebration and to yeah. see friends and family and and to tell stories and that's what it's all about. Like it's not. And enjoy food. Yeah. And enjoy the the love and the passion of food. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, with your, I love that street theory though, that if that could be, I was, I was thinking of, of sort of a party fest that I hope someone would come to some sort of idea, but maybe, maybe we should try and put it together. Right. What I was envisioning would be like, and, you know, 100 acres somewhere, 50 acres somewhere, right? And you know how you have the crop circles, right? (laughs) So, okay, 100 acres, okay, you can have the 100 acres. Okay, can we sell booze? Yes, we can sell booze. All right, can we sell food? Yes, we can. So we organize that in a distanced manner, right? Crop circles for no more than 10 people at a time in a crop circle and a band right at the end of it. Right. I, I'm already thinking about that. That's it. That's it. Like when it goes to 50 people. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you have a con- Well, crop circles, okay. And, you know, uh, as they're doing in parks. Yeah. And, and, you know, they put the circles down. Oh, you can only stay within here yeah. and they're two meters apart. So uh, I think this town would be ready for something mm-hmm. like that. Right. I, I just hope they reduce the six feet to three feet because yeah. some countries have done that. Yeah. But who knows? I think outside. Yeah. But still, like you know, we were Even saying earlier, sense. who knows anything? Like, like you don't know. It you changes don't know. every day. It changes every day. It's news this, news that. And, um, you know, I love that you brought up uh, 
the fact on nutrition, we were talking about nutrition. Yeah. You're in the food industry, yeah. bringing uh, wonderful, healthy foods yeah. in for the for the community and the public. But you know, nobody's talking about nutrition, eh, Sandra? No. Nobody's no. talking about vitamin deficiencies yeah. and supplementation. Nobody's talking about that, right? Eating uh, fresh food. Eating fresh foods and, and delivering and it in, in, in that way, right? Yeah. yeah, so wonderful. Well, you know, Sandra, we're, we're almost at a wrap here. It's, it's, uh, I've gotten to know um, you quite a bit. I mean, so much years of history and hard work here. Um, I feel like I, I feel so much closer to you. Now it's just so you know it's it's just so great it's it's so wonderful, and I, and I just wish you you know you and and all restaurateurs and everybody in this community that that have had these challenges that, you know, give Sandra a call here because, it's not over, yeah. wake up, evolve, yeah. be the best that you can be, and, you know, with energy like you have and vision like you have, um, there are reasons to get up and continue. Right. right. Obviously surrounded by love and family and all those we care about. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you have any words for the listeners out here? Oh, well, just say something. I know, I know that you, you know, you're, um, you're so thank. I see your messages on, on Facebook. You're so thankful. Yes, you're so, you're so humble. You're so grateful. But if you get me talking, you're going to start to cry. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, no, but. Okay, well. I know that I can tell from just posting this interview with you the way it's circulated because no one knows me for shit, right? You know, right? But the way it's circulated around, you have an amazing amount of followers and a lot of respect. Uh, Well, the messages I get uh, through social media on Messenger and Instagram and everything and how people really appreciate what we're doing here and offering the groceries that we have at coops yeah. and the boxes of meat and the boxes of vegetables and even doing down here um our customers really really appreciate it and they have um shown that appreciation through supporting us yeah and without them yeah like yeah. where would we be yeah absolutely. just like every everybody else like mm-hmm. When do you expect um, your patio uh, opening up here? Monday. Monday. You're going to be ready Monday. Awesome, awesome. Okay, everybody stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. Sandy will have it open on Monday at Williams. And you're not certain about coops yet, right? I don't think I'm going to do... I don't know. I have to talk to the landlord and, and check the and, liability scenario yeah. and everything. And yeah. well, I know you'll be busy there if you're able to work something out. And, yeah. And um, you know, thank you for for being on the podcast and sharing your story and thank uh, you. uh, support Sandra and Williams and Coops. I mean, this market concept is amazing, bringing the community together. And um, you know, uh, she'll be able to smile and serve you a cold beer. You know, very soon at Williams next week. All right? Over and out, all right?